Welcome to The Light Within, a podcast for anyone seeking to rewrite their life, live in their light, and align with their soul's highest purpose. I'm Leslie Draffin. I'm a certified microdosing practitioner, menstrual cycle coach, and feminine embodiment mentor. And I'm on a mission to break taboos around women's bodies, periods, and psychedelics. On this show, we're exploring all things spirituality, sexuality, mysticism, and empowerment. Come along as I interview other coaches, teachers, healers, and thought leaders about all the ways we can feel more tuned in, turned on, and lit up AF. If you're on a journey towards self-discovery, you've come to the right place. This is The Light Within. Hello, beautiful beings, and thank you so much for joining me for this episode of The Light Within. I am so excited about today's guest, you guys. I have been a fan of Rachel Melinda's for the last two to three years. I started following her when I was on my intuitive eating journey, and as I have pivoted in my life, so has she. I have been a member of Rachel's group program, The Well, a membership for entrepreneurs to help with mindset um, and networking and connection since this summer, and it has changed the game for me as a business owner. It has helped me feel so supported, so seen, and so loved just with the way that she handles things inside of this group. Um, Yeah, we're going to talk about it in this conversation, but I really just cannot say enough about how amazing the community is that Rachel has created. So Rachel is um, a mindset coach for entrepreneurs. Like I said, she used to be an intuitive eating coach, and she's many other things. Um, We're going to talk a lot in this episode about mindset work, why it is so essential if you're someone who's a business owner to work on your mindset. You know, we take all of these marketing courses, we learn how to do social media ads, but a lot of us forget to take care of ourselves. And I feel like that is such an important aspect of life in general, especially when you're trying to build your dream. We also talk about something that I started this summer with Rachel called future script writing, or what she says is the be her now concept. And it's this whole idea of being the version of yourself when you achieve all of these goals now, because you need to be a match for those goals and those intentions so they will manifest. And I can tell you that this totally shifted my life, up-leveled so many things for me personally. And so I am so fucking thrilled to bring this conversation to you with Rachel Melinda. Before we get started, this episode is sponsored by my group program, Mushroom Alchemy. We start in a week, babes. This is an eight-week group container for anyone who wants to transform their life through pleasure, womb healing, and intentional microdosing. We meet twice a week for eight weeks in this super juicy sisterhood where you can experience things like reconnecting to pleasure, maybe for the first time in a really long time, healing your period problems, especially things like pain and shame. You're going to reawaken what it is to be a woman by connecting with the divine feminine in a lot of different ways, specifically the dark feminine, accessing your rage, healing your mood swings, because you're going to finally figure out how to safely express your needs, wants, and desires. There's just a few days left for you to join. So if that's something that just ignites you right now, let's get on a call together this week. I'll put a link in the show notes where you can book a free one-on-one with me so we can chat about you joining Mush Womb Alchemy. 
All right. Without further ado, please join me in welcoming Rachel Melinda to the Light Within podcast. Rachel, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm so pumped to chat with you. You're someone I look up to. Oh, well, this is going to be such a juicy conversation for everybody, and we're going to get into how we know each other here in a minute. Um, But first, the first question I ask everybody who comes on the show is, what ignites your light within? Ooh, what ignites my light within? I think just those moments of life where you're just like, God, life is so good. It's like, the magical moments. It's um, often on the other side of something scary or it's like doing something where like I'm in my medicine, um, which is singing, dancing, movement, coaching, leading, inspiring, connecting. Like that just like that sets me on fire. Mm, I love that. Um, And so introduce yourself for folks who don't know you or don't know your work. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is that you have birthed into the world. So my name is Rachel Melinda. I'm a mindset coach for entrepreneurs. And I got into this work um, kind of through a roundabout journey. It's cool because all of my work is coming full circle right now. So I actually began my career as a holistic nutritionist. Um, The last five years, my work has been in food and body image as an intuitive eating coach. And then what I found is that I was supporting women and getting them to the other side of, you know, all, all the things that come with food and body image challenges that they were like, oh my gosh, I have so much space in my mind now that I'm not like stressing about macros and calories and thinking about that 24-7. Like, wow, what what do I want to do with my life? And I noticed I was really excited about that. I was really excited about helping ambitious women, helping women entrepreneurs to step into their full power and do the things that they didn't think were possible. And then the work that I'm more so doing now with um, The Well, which is my membership program, to support the mental wellness of entrepreneurs is really to support current and aspiring entrepreneurs in the pursuit of doing the work that they're doing. Because what I've come to learn and in my experience of being an entrepreneur is that we can't show up the best that we are in our business if we aren't feeling our best. And I just realized through my highs and lows of entrepreneurship that there's there's coaching and there's support for strategy, for content coaching, for like all the things. But I was like, where's the like you know, the therapy, the mental wellness for entrepreneurs, like where, where is that? And I've journeyed a lot through that. And through the years have found things that have really helped me in, um, overcoming those hurdles and, and stay afloat and keep going ultimately such as community and coaching and mindset and somatic work. And so essentially I brought all those things together to, make it really easy, well, as easy as possible, and fun to pursue our goals and and to do it together in community together. Mm, I love that. So we actually know each other because I'm in the well, and the well yeah. is badass AF, let me just oh. say, um, because you're right. It does make it so, quote unquote, easy. And when I say easy, it's like you have made these very tricky and tough conversations and topics easy to digest and understand and also the interface of this community that you've created is so nice like it's just so mm. clean because i've been doing this work for years and i have been longing for the last year of my solo entrepreneur journey for exactly what this is mm. and so you've just done such a beautiful job of putting this together um and i actually began following you when you were doing the mindset i'm sorry the body image um and the macros and and all of that thing years ago. So I've loved seeing this pivot. How has the pivot been for you? Whoosh. <laughs> like awful. <laughs> I mean, it all let me hear, but like, 
gosh, if anyone's been in um, a transition zone or a pivot, like it's full on, it's full on. Now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't not pivot because it is full on. But for me, my work is, my work's always been so important to me because my work's always been an extension of me. I went into food and body image because I struggle with an eating disorder and disordered eating for most of my life. Mm-hmm. And I had such a clear why, I had such a clear purpose, and I loved knowing that I could turn my my pain into my purpose and help people through that. And then, you know, I, I'm, I'm a many gen, so I have like every interest under the sun. And then it's like, hey, what do I want to do next? I knew like some things, but I was like, what is it? And I can't lie to myself either. And like, I'm, I'm a big believer in in energy. And, you know, if you're not fully pumped about it, like that's going to show through your work, right? And it's either going to land or it's not for that reason. So um, it was, um, it was challenging, but it also came together in a really, really beautiful way. Um, I've been studying mindset coaching for the past two years. And then, um, over this past year, I worked with an ordained priestess, um, that really, um, the work there was really about turning our soul's gifts into our life's purpose. And so I essentially Mm. spent a lot of time in ceremony, um, with myself, talking to myself and just getting so honest about like, Hey, what is it? that you want to do here, Rach. And, um, you know, we don't ever arrive at a dumb point of that, but I feel like you just got to take some, some action and then like, let it reveal itself. Cause spinning around being like, what's it going to be? I can't figure it out. Like you don't, you don't figure anything out by wondering you get, you figure it out by taking action. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I pivoted this year too, because I had just been menstrual cycle coaching all of last year and a little bit of the year before. And then this year really pivoted into including this realm of psychedelics. And I think what you said about like the things that you are here to learn is what you're here to teach. Like what you're supposed to heal in yourself has certainly also been super present in my own path and my own purpose and my own work. So now that you're focused on, you know, helping entrepreneurs, helping business owners with their mindset, what are some big struggles that you yourself have faced through your own business adventures and how has mindset work helped you? So it's, it's kind of cool because a lot of the things that are coming up for me, like nothing's changed. The same, the same issues that come up or came up before still come up now. I guess the cool thing is that like, I, that's my content now. Like, you know, over the last week, like I was in self-doubt city, Mm -hmm. um, just like not feeling really, not feeling inspired, not having the, the energy to show up to my work. And, um, there's some shame in that. And, and, you know, but I, but I also want to share that. I want to share that this is just part of it. And what I've noticed is that the less we wrong that, the more energy we get and the more, like the higher energy we stay in right? Like if we just like let ourselves be human and not have to figure out why we feel a certain way on a certain day, but just like let it be that way, like we can actually just keep going. And so I shared a post this week, um, kind of, I, I did let my audience into how I was feeling over the past week, which was, it's it's scary, right? Just to, to like be like, hey, I have this program, The Well, it's, it's awesome, come play. And then I'm like, oh, I'm in self-doubt city. Like, you know, it's, it's, quote unquote, not the best look for an entrepreneur, but I'm like, screw that. Like, I want to change that story. I want to like, because every, every entrepreneur, every founder is dealing with it. Right. And I'm just done with the masks. (laughs) I'm not a good liar. And it feels so much better to, to speak the truth. And, you know, as maybe you've experienced in the well, and, and what have I, what I've witnessed in the well is that when just one person shares their story, like I'm feeling lonely or I'm doubting this, 
it just like everyone exhales. They're like, oh God, I was feeling the same way. And I thought I was the only one and I thought I was not cut out for this, but now I just see it's a human emotion. Okay, great. We can move on with our lives. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I used to think the same thing whenever I was a menstrual cycle coach, um, primarily because it's like, if my period would, if I'd have like bad cramps one cycle, or if I, you know, had a cycle where I, you know, wasn't paying that much attention to what I was eating. And I'm like, I'm not even embodying this. Like, how can I teach this shit? Right. So it's so nice to see someone who, you know, is a mindset coach also struggling with mindset, because I think you're right. Like we lead by example and having fake ass shit on the internet where everything looks great all the time is not an example that I ever want to like, you know, first of all, leave for others, but also it's not one that's going to help me heal or like move forward in my own journey either. So I mm. totally appreciate your open and realness. And I know that has mm. to be feeling like kind of sticky and tricky too, when you're like crying on the internet or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. It, it does for a moment. And like, I mean, I feel like those are the true vulnerable posts where you're like, Oh God, like I, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't post this, but like, I like it, it, it's actually one of like my top performing posts in a while. Like people are, it's almost like people are like, Oh, oh, like there you are. Okay, got it. Right. So, I'm just um, I'm just kind of in a season right now of building a business and a life where I get to be my full authentic self, and the people that are here for that will will be here, and the people that aren't aren't. Like I'm I'm at peace with that. I think that's the the price I'm willing to pay to just get to lead as my full human self. Mm, I love it. So for folks who are listening who might be like, what even is mindset work? So like, what is mindset work? And I'm sure that's a, a seemingly simple question, but the answer is probably like very large. <laughs> yeah. How do we answer that? I guess. Okay. So we are thinking thoughts 24 seven. Most of us aren't in control of the thoughts that we're thinking 24 seven. So the truth is that we live from our subconscious mind 95% of the time. And your subconscious mind was programmed when you were a kid primarily from the age of like from when you were born to age seven to 11, let's say. And then it's like, just like close your eyes and skip back to that time and just think of like the influences you're around and parents and teachers and what you heard in the schoolyard. Like that is how you were making sense of the world. And like when you really think of that, you're like, oh gosh, like no wonder we're all walking around in this world as kids and adult bodies with these fears and limiting beliefs and sad stories about ourselves that aren't true, right? And what's happening is because our we are thinking those things 95% of the time, we're actually living it out. Mm. Because what happens is that your thoughts influence your actions, your actions influence your results, and that creates your reality. So if we want to create a new reality for ourselves, we need to exercise that conscious mind that we really only have access to 5% of the time, or that we only use naturally 5% of the time, we want to live from that place. So we want to get to the place where we are choosing our thoughts. And why I'm so passionate about this is because I started studying mindset two years ago with a coach. I primarily went into it um, to work on my money mindset. It was one big thing that was really holding me back in my life and my business. Um, I had this belief that um, I was going to live on the streets one day, which like makes no actual sense when like you look at my upbringing, like I was raised in a middle-class family. We always had enough. I've personally never been in debt. Like it doesn't matter how much money I made. Like I've always, I've always done well for myself. And yet I still had this story. And I just had this moment where I was like, I think there's, I think there's more to this. And so through a combination of mindset work and 
doing like ancestral giving back the stories kind of work, I've been untangling that and just getting used to figuring out whose stories are are mine and and whose stories are you know my my bubba's mm-hmm. <laughs> um or or someone else's you know getting used to being like whose voice is that whose story is that and and untangling that and through learning how to manage my thoughts and when you learn how to manage your thoughts like you get to you get access to how you want to feel at any given moment Oh, I don't think I mentioned that before. Our thoughts create feelings and feelings create actions. I think we went thoughts to actions immediately. But we get to, we get access to feel however we want to feel at any given moment and we get access to creating a reality that we want at every given moment. Um, like what 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 we all need to realize is that everything that we're experiencing right now is because of a thought that preceded it. It's because of whatever we're believing to be true. So like look around your room right now, think of the people in your life, think of the money in your bank account, think of how everything is going. Most of it is being driven by what you're believing to be true, right? It's, it's, a, it's a reason why – I'll give an example of this. So one thing that um, comes really easily to me is making friends I have because I have a belief that – um, you know, I was like, I'm a likable person. I'm a people person. I, I love getting to know people. And so when you're going through your life with that thought, of course, you're going to make connection wherever you go. Mm-hmm. And then I have stories that, um, okay. So I had, I have some limiting beliefs in the way of dating. Um, men, men don't like taller women or, or a lot of guys don't like taller women. Um, I can't be my full, um, powerful self and like be treated like in my feminine, um, all, all these beliefs. And that's how I was going about my dating life. Well, what did I get? Like, that's what I got. I got guys that didn't want it or the guys weren't there because I made up the, I decided that was true. So that's what I love about mindset work is that it, it gives us an opportunity to, um, just to take the power back into our hands. But what's most important about mindset work is that we can't access that, that mind and use it in the way if we're not feeling great. So while it is a mindset job, the actual work is through the body, which is why on well calls, um, we're doing we're doing breath work, we're doing movement, we're vocal toning, like we're we're getting into the somatic experience so we can access the thought from that neutral place. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely in the past tried to work on, you know, reframing certain beliefs that I have as well. And it's only been when I've used things to really deeply ground and like get connected to myself that it actually starts to work. That's um, and so you mentioned some of the somatic and embodiment techniques that you really like, but what about when we start to do this work and we're like, there's no way, like we do this a lot when we're in the well and I've done this with clients too. And people out there who might be thinking, okay. And also what happens if we can't make ourselves believe this new thought? Mm-hmm. I mean that's also a limiting belief yeah. that, that we can't right. Um, I think that I think the work there and like there's there's sticky points for me too where I'm like I will never and it's just like noticing that that extreme thought and you know softening to it. How can we just you know how can we take that extreme thought and bring a bit of a um, more welcoming, inviting thought to it? So when I used to coach in body image on body image, I used to play with a tool called thought laddering. So, and what that means is, you know, I'd have a client that's like in in their current state, they're like, I hate my body. 
And yet all of Instagram is saying like, you should love your body. Just like write it on the mirror. And it's like, that's a pretty big jump, you know, like to go from, I hate my body to, I love my body. So the, the second thought that I would always get my clients to try on for after I hate my body is it's possible that I learned that I should hate my body or it's possible that I learned that because of the way I am, I should hate my body. And then I would say, do you believe that? And they would say, yes. I'm like, great. That's a whole lot better than I hate my body. So I think when you feel like really adverse, it's just like being patient with that. And then also, I mean, there, there's so many things that can come with the um, that adverse thought. I mean, the, the other thing that happens too, which um, is happening in the well right now because we're all self-identity script writing, which I know we're going to get into today. Um, but what happens when you lean into one reality, the opposite shows itself. Mm. It's just how the law of opposites work. So, you know, the minute you say – like I'm abundant and and money fl- flows freely to me and I have all the things, what comes up? Scarcity. I'm a piece of crap. Oh my God, how's this ever going to happen? And it's just noticing it. And, and part of this work too is that it gets to be an exploration of self. It gets to be, okay, who's, whose voice is that? Where might that have come from? And, and dissecting that. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about self-identity script writing. So I think – So I'd heard of something similar to this um, in some other manifestation things that I've done before, but it was certainly not called self-identity script writing, Um, but it was like future Mm self-writing, I think is what it was kind of called. And so what does writing about your future, your self-identity do for you? Why is this a game changer? Self-identity drives everything. So just going back to that idea that our thoughts create reality Whichever way we see ourselves, whatever thoughts we have about ourselves, is what's being received in the outside world. So again, the people that see themselves as the bee's knees and they got it going on, they're going to get what they want because they, they they see themselves in that light. Whereas when you don't see yourself in the highest light that you are, and yet you're trying to step into like I'm a seven figure business owner and leader, there's a mismatch there. So like so much of the work around goal setting, I believe that the missing piece around goal setting is the the self-identity work, working on our, our self-image. And that goes outside of like self-esteem. So self-identity to me means the way that you see yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all have a story in our mind of like the things that we believe we're deserving of and worthy of and good at and bad at. And again, whatever script is running through that, through your mind is what you're going to get more of. So enter script, self-identity script writing, which Yes, it's it's not a new tool. Um, it's something that I learned through my own mindset coaching. Um, like I think it dates back to Hippocrates, but it just wasn't called that. But the whole idea is that we we have a script running through our mind about the way that we see ourselves. And as we know about our thoughts, we can change our thoughts and beliefs at any given moment mm-hmm. through two things primarily, um, a traumatic event. So if you've ever experienced a probably like a big T trauma traumatic event, um, you're changed forever, right? That changes your paradigm. The other way we can change our, our thoughts in that story is through repetition. So why self-identity script writing works is because we're essentially writing a whole new story. We're saying, hey, this is a story I actually want to go through my life with. I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm in the relationship of my dreams. I get treated this way. I make this money. I live in this gorgeous home. I drive this amazing car. I feel peace. I move slowly, da, 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 da. And whatever, and, and then you write that over and over 
and and as you know, like on the first day, you're like, well, on the first day, you're pretty pumped about it. You're like, I'm going to change my life. And then like day five, you're like, this, this is insane. This is never going to (laughs) work. And then maybe by today on the day of recording, I know we're day 29 and you may notice like some things you're like, oh yeah, I actually am like starting to believe that. So through the process of repetition and rewriting that story over and over, you're rewriting the story that's in your mind and therefore creating a new reality for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I find so interesting too is that, and this has happened, so we've been at, I've been at this for about a month on the day of recording. I will have been at this for much longer on the day that this airs. <laughs> um, but what I've noticed is there have been things that come up. Like I, I recently invested in a new, um, like a public speaking coach. And I put in the well, I was like, I'm freaking out. Like, yes, this was, this was within my budget. I knew this was a part of my script. And then I looked at my script and I saw a line that said, I invest in myself and my dreams because I know I'm a sure thing. I was like, oh, I already know that this is fine. That's and it. a second that I went back and looked at it, the fear that I had in the present moment about this other thing, I kind of just felt this peace. And it's happened like that for me multiple times. So it does work. Like, I know those folks are listening and they're like, yeah, right. But like, it really does work. So yeah, I've just really found it to be self-affirming when I think about the fact that like, this is me, this is just me on a slightly future timeline, Mm -hmm. but it's still me. And I can believe that now. It's actually you now, but it's clouded by the limiting beliefs of this, like this former self, right? Mm -hmm. Like our true whole self is all of that. Like, and that's why we say it's already done. Like, mm. like what you write is already here. It's already done. It's just a matter of like becoming a, a, like, like a magnet for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually have a kind of tangent, but like uh related story. So recently I've been talking to a lot of people who are like, who have met their partner mm-hmm. after writing down everything that they wanted in a partner. Ah, love it. And I was like, like self, I'm like the self-identity script writing girl. I was like, I'm going to try this. And so uh, no, no one knows this yet because it's like it's not anything, but it's kind of cool. Um, I wrote that on July first, and I went on a date this past Saturday with a guy that was the my list. Like, oh. like halfway through the date, I was like, "Hold up!" I was like, "What color are your eyes?" He's like, "Blue." I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like that was like it was like six two plus blue eyes. Like, it was so specific, and and I also went back to like the time. Like I took a photo of the of the um, the soulmate list too. It was taken on a Saturday at twelve oh one. PM and he messaged me on Hinge at 12:57 PM. And like you can take with that what you will. Um I'm going to believe that and and why I want to tie this back to here is because like he was always there. He like that always existed. I just had to get into the well first identify what I wanted mm-hmm. and and the belief that like this is there so I could see it. Mm-hmm. Because if I if you don't have anything in the GPS, you don't know where you're going. But once you put something in, all of a sudden you're like you're receptive to that energy. Like now that there's like a little like magnetic energy because you're a match for that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I also feel like something else I learned in the well, I think was from your mindset coach. She was talking about this home that she, um, that she ended up buying and she didn't even have to see it because, you know, she'd already been manifesting this and like writing it in her script. Um, Mm -hmm. but what she said is like, the things you want are already there. The person that you want to be your partner is already walking around living, breathing, wanting you to be the person that they want. So when we decide to be in that space and in that energy, that's exactly what we're saying. Like that's when we call it in. Yeah. Yeah. And then the whole be her now thing is about like aligning all of that in the same way. Cause one thing that I was 
in hindsight doing wrong is that I was saying, um, I like I'm in the I'm in the relationship of my dreams or like or like wanting to call on a partner, but then you look at my schedule and I have I've kind of been like serial dating over the past month and I and I had like no time to actually see these people. Mm-hmm. I actually had a number of guys like kind of like laid down on me being like, is this a job interview? Or are you available for dating? Like you say you want a life partner, but like your schedule's not matching it. And I was yeah. like, damn, you're right. And so like that's a huge part of it too. Like it's it's kind of like the classic example. If you want to call on a partner, like make room for them in, the, in your closet, like show that you're ready, get into the energy. Cause if you're like hyper independent, you're like, I don't, I don't need someone, mm-hmm. then there's no space, right? Like, what is it? Nature abhors a vacuum. Nature abhors a vacuum. Like, the mm-hmm. voids love to be filled. Yeah. So it'll it'll just come when you make the space. Yeah. So let's talk about Be Her Now. So this is actually when I joined the well. It was a master class about a month ago, well, mid-June, because this is going to air, in, uh, I think, in early September. Um, so the whole idea was just so interesting to me because what I realized in my own life, ever since leaving my TV news career, even before that, but really since I left my TV job, I would find myself in the same clothes day after day. Like sometimes I would just, you know, struggle to do self-care, like struggle to shower. And yet I'm still trying to like build a business. I'm still trying to do my purpose and my dharma. And it was something that you said about like just throwing out the, the shit that has holes in it. Like, why are we allowing our old underwear to be there? And throw on top of the fact that my body has changed so significantly since I stopped dieting in 2021 after 20 years of eating disorders, that that's also been something I've almost I have. I'm not holding on to anything anymore. And I wasn't then either like the clothes that might fit one day. But it was just this shift that I thought, OK, let me take this masterclass. So be her now. Like, what does be her now mean? Mm-hmm. Be her now. I, I love that that was the masterclass that that pulled you in. Also, because I can't imagine if, if you want to leave the well one day, you, you're welcome to. But I'm like, I love having Leslie in the well. You bring <laughs> such a beautiful energy. Um, but be her now is all about being the version of yourself you think you're going to be when your goals come true. So we all think that once we get there, once we have the money, once we have the partner, once we have the home, the car, we're going to start magically acting a certain way. And the truth is you won't. And this is a problem because it means that you're going to arrive to your goal and then you're going to be like, why didn't my life change drastically? Why, like, why isn't it, why am I still unhappy or unfulfilled? So it's created this belief that there's, that happiness is, is in another place. And then the other thing is that your goals do require a certain version of you, right? It's kind of like that example I gave earlier. Like I, it's, it would be really difficult for me to, so I also am getting into public speaking and it'd be really difficult for me to, um, work a stage, um, wearing a sweatsuit, Mm -hmm. Uh, that, that could, I could be, I could feel cool now if I've had the cool kicks, but you know what I mean? It's like if, okay, let's say I'm wearing like the, the underwear that should have been thrown out like five years ago and the holy socks. And yet I'm like on a stage talking about abundance, for example, like there's a mismatch there, right? Um, we, we all know there's, there is a superficial element to this, but it also can't be denied. We know we feel better when we take the effort to, to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And when we, when we eat a certain way, when we move a certain way, when we dress a certain way, when we are living in a space that reflects, reflects who we are. And I'm, I'm so big on that. It's something that I've really played with over the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. Um, I never used to care about style and now I like, 
gosh, people like guys run off escalators at the mall being like, excuse me, like, are, are you single? Like, can I, can I get your number? Or in the street, like this woman was like, like, I love that outfit. Like this has never happened to me before. <laughs> and, and it's also not about being stylish, but it's about the fact that when you are feeling good, that just radiates out. So I actually think of it as like a life hack. Like I don't, I don't dress a certain way or clean my home in a certain way because that's what you should do. I'm like, no, this is like the secret to life. Like I feel more inspired in a clean space and a bright space. I feel more elevated when I dress a certain way. Even before this interview, I was wearing a um, like a big hoodie and I actually felt like kind of cute in it. And I was like, I was like, can I wear this on, on the podcast interview? And then I was like, you can, but what's going to make you feel more of how you want to feel, more how you want to present? This little like tank top turtleneck. I don't know if this video is being shown, but like that's that's what makes me feel better. So I use that as like a bit of a life hack. Mm-hmm. No, I think it is. I even put lipstick on before this interview, by the way, because of it. Um, I love it. <laughs> but I think, you know, what's been so interesting for me is to dissect that whole idea of superficiality. Because for me, that was such a a block. Like even when I was a person who was on television, I was writing this in my journal, I think right after the masterclass, because I remember, you know, I would go into work. I didn't want to be, I did not want to be perceived as vain. I didn't want to be perceived as someone who like cared too much about what they looked like because I thought that was going to mean something about myself. Granted, I was seen on television by like hundreds of thousands of people like looking a very particular way, but I would roll into work in sweatpants, no makeup, hair up. And then I would like magically transform into this like news anchor, Leslie. And after I was no longer a news anchor, it was like, shit, then I didn't have that part of myself. And so I stopped taking care of myself. Now I also went through some major trauma last year afterwards as well, but like what's really shifted for me since taking the masterclass and really starting to understand it's like, I have made this mean something about myself. My own story is the thing that told me people are going to think I'm vain. And that means I'm this, 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 this. And I remember where that story is from. It's from me, my childhood. And I don't have to let that mean that now. And so it's okay if I want to put makeup on for no reason. My husband is so, he's like, why are we wearing makeup? It's like, I just felt like it. I thought it was going to be, it made me feel good. And he's like, okay, you look great. Like I've had so many more compliments from him in the past month. And I also want to say this, and you're, you talk about this a lot. You don't have to spend a bunch of money for this to happen. You don't have to like, yes, throw out your underwear if it's like five or 10 years old. And it's like, not, you know, when the underwear doesn't want to stay up anymore because the elastic's gone out, like that's (laughs) the sign, but like, you don't have to spend a bunch of money. That was my other thing. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to put all this like quote unquote money into something. And I don't even know if I'm really expressing myself very clearly, but like it has just completely shifted everything since then. Mm -hmm. I've booked more one-on-one clients. I have like hired a new coach. I like completely overhauled my website. Like shit has shifted majorly because now I'm showing up in the version of myself that gets dressed in something cute that does put some mascara and some lipstick on like, will go wash her hair several times a week versus the one time a week that I was doing beforehand. And it makes oh, yeah. a difference. Yeah, it really does. It really does. Um, oh, I had something to say on the superficial aspect. Uh, jog my memory for like two thoughts ago. Uh, afraid of appearing superficial. Yeah, vain, like where that came from, that story, what it means. I've mm-hmm. and, and I've even judged past friends for it too. I know a past friend of mine is a mirror because I – used to think she was so like superficial because of how much she was into this 
this whole idea of things. And now I'm like, well, that was clearly my own shit. Sorry yeah. to have projected that all over you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it gets to be that you can take care of yourself and not make it mean that you're vain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I like to say, like, what else could be true here? Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's so many other stories. What I want to add to that, and, and it's really interesting that like you have booked more one-on-one clients recently and like things are shifting, is that like, yes, you don't have to spend a lot of money. There are some things where you might have to swap out. Like, you know, you do have to replace the the holy underwear or like overly period stained <laughs> underwear. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Um, and what we have to remember is that there is a cost to not doing so, mm-hmm. right? So like pick and choose. Like I don't believe in like throwing someone into a, um, a zone of like money, like money scarcity where like they are – where like they they feel like they actually can't like there's other ways around it. However, keep in mind that there is a cost to continuing to show up in this sort of like dimmed down way. Mm-hmm. Because and and someone asked me this like they're like oh I really want to like get the like I need to replace my my wardrobe or my underwear whatever. And um, I said like can I can I throw a thought at you? And I said what like how do you feel when you put on that underwear or the clothes that don't fit properly? And we didn't even have to do the exercise after that. She was like, oh, I see where this is going. Mm-hmm. She doesn't feel that great. And I was like, how do you feel when you put on like like new underwear or um, like a really great outfit, right? And so when we continue to show up with the holy socks and, and let's just say like that holy sock energy, like that's what we show up as. I wouldn't lead the coaching calls in the way that I do if, if I was doing that. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I – or like be able to show up online – with that same energy and that's what sells, right? So I've now made it my number one priority to prioritize my my well-being and my energy. Like even so like we had a we had a well call today and I'm ovulating today. So I was like really pumped. And then I noticed I I kind of crashed this afternoon and I was like, oh man, there's like other things I want to do this afternoon. And then I was like, it's okay. You can go rest. And I just like so unapologetically, I like, and this is a big move because this used to be really hard for me. I just like laid down for 45 minutes and it was like my body was like, thank you, Rach. Like, <laughs> this is really nice. <laughs> right. And when we just like continue to prioritize that energy of feeling good, that's what, that's what people receive, mm-hmm. right? Whether we're showing our face or whether we're creating something, the energy something's created in is the energy people receive. So we want to, we want to prioritize that and and treat that as precious. Yeah, absolutely. So for folks who are listening, you know, what is something they can do right now? If you're an entrepreneur or just maybe don't have your own business, but you're listening to this, you know, you've kind of gotten stuck in these same, maybe negative thought loops, or maybe you yourself still have the holy socks and the holy underwear. Like what is something that they can do right now or, you know, quickly to shift their state and to help them get into a better headspace and, and probably free. I'm sure what you're going to share is also probably free. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole be her now concept is all about aligning your thoughts with your, your style and your environment, right? Because those are the two things that are either a reflection of our thoughts or they like mirror back what we're experiencing. So like, look around your space right now. Like what, what isn't working? What do you have to kick five times to work? What, um, is on its last legs and can you replace it? These are what we call energy leaks. So they're things that it's like, oh yeah, it works. We, we make it work, but like it doesn't really, cause every time you engage with it, it's like, ugh, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to clean up those things, um, get used to, um, cleaning your place regularly, keeping a nice clear space. Um, you know, what motivates me to like empty my dishwasher when I don't want to, it's just like that thought. I'm like, what would like, 
I, I want to create as much like seamlessness in my life as possible. Like I don't want to be, I don't want to leave my dishwasher full for days and now the dishes are piling up in the sink and now I'm like, oh God, right? So I deal with things right away in that way. With uh, with clothing, um, do a clothing purge. So first off, like your first order of business is just to like get rid of anything that doesn't fit properly um, and anything that is on its last leg. So holes, stains, like once, once I see a stain on something, I'm like, goodbye. Um, and, you know, there's also a voice in my head saying like, oh, fast fashion and be mindful of the planet. Um, donate it. You know, it will be someone else's treasure and that will be an elevated piece for, for them for where they're at. Um, so I would say get rid of those things. Um, yeah, especially clothes that don't fit, especially clothes. like I know there's those clothes where we're like, oh, maybe one day it'll fit. And it's like every time, again, I used to talk about this in, in body image world, um, every time you look at those jeans or that dress that doesn't fit, it's like sending you a message saying like, you're not here yet yep. or you're not enough the way you are, right? So it's just, there's a cost to that. It's not just sitting there. There is a cost to that. Um, and then like, kind of just like playing energetically, um, going through your clothes, being like, does this spark joy? Does this make me feel excited? Is this a match for the person that I want to be? And if not, see you later. And then you can see about replacing the odd item, like, Gosh, through my like my couple years of doing this, I have not spent a lot on clothes. Um, I, I shop at Zara, I shop at Dynamite, um, like Aldo, and you can find like really elevated pieces there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think quality is really important, and um, also figuring out your personal style is fun because that's just going to guide that even more. But um, yeah, treat it in in stages, like one little step at a time. Yeah, absolutely. So. How can folks connect with you? What big things you have going on? Obviously, the well. And I'd love to talk more about the well. You offer a 14-day free trial. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So um, you can find me everywhere um, on Instagram, on my website, on threads. I'm loving threads. Oh, you're threads. all about threads, yeah. <laughs> I love threads. I love it so much. I've calmed down a bit since the first week, but I'm, I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm Rachel and Melinda on social on my website. And then the well is, um, it's at, it's at, you can find it at both of those things, but rachelandmelinda.com forward slash well. And yeah, we have a 14 day free trial. So you can come take it for a whirl. Uh, we have biweekly coaching calls, a soul call, a strategy call. Soul calls help you to reignite your, your energy, your passion. Strategy calls are like hot seat coaching. So you can come to the table with any question that you have tech related, um, mindset related, just essentially anything that is weighing on you that getting the answer and clarity to would help bring you to the other side of it and get you to stay in, in the forward motion. Um, we've got the amazing community. Um, we have so many amazing resources. We're currently building out the um, resource collection even more. So I also used to be a podcaster and and I miss it, but I'm not ready to commit to a podcast right now. So um, what I'm doing is, is building out the well to um, again, be a resource resource portal for for entrepreneurs, and I'm going to be chatting with hopefully every entrepreneur and founder under the sun, mm-hmm. getting them to share their stories, like how did you overcome those hard moments, the money, the um, the things that went wrong, and you know, get, again, just like normalizing this entrepreneurial experience, so we can see that we're not alone, and um, in hopes that that like gives us the momentum to to keep going and not wronging ourselves for it. I love it. I'll also say. I've been in communities before that have been run by folks who aren't like really invested in it, but Rachel is like hella in the comments always. So yes, we have the calls, but like so many times there's been people and myself included who've asked questions in the community and they're answered so quickly. 
So mm-hmm. it's not one of those things that like you have someone who runs it, you never hear from them. No, Rachel is in it for sure. So we'll oh, put links to you. the well in the show notes as well as links to your website and your Instagram. Anything else you want to share before we go? Hmm. I th- a message that just came to me is um, it's okay to be where you are. Yeah, nothing's gone wrong. Even if it feels like it's not where you want to be right now, it's it's just part of it. And if it's in a really sticky point, then just remember if you're writing a book one day, it's going to be a really good part of your story because stories that are linear and go exactly as you hope are really freaking boring. So um, <laughs> write a good story in the process. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I hope you loved that conversation with Rachel. She is... God, one of my favorite people that I've worked with, and I really cannot say enough about her her group, The Well. It is amazing. And what's so awesome is that she has a two-week free trial. So I will put all of the links for The Well, for Rachel's work in the show notes below. I have an affiliate link for you as well. You can always reach out and contact her on Instagram. I know you guys are going to just love being in her world, in her sphere. You can also always reach out to me on Instagram at Leslie Draffin and at the Light Within Podcast. Send me an email, hello at lesliedraffin.com if you have any questions or if you want to connect. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for joining me today. And remember, there's no light without darkness, but there's no darkness without light. I'll see you next time.